So if you take a look at the folder in front of you, you will see many facts that are enlightening about our current situation. Okay, and we're radio ready. This is I Hear I See Radio on KRUI in Iowa City. My name's Justin Comer. I'm the host of this show where we showcase local musicians and other artists. In the studio with me today is my co-host, Carlos. I'm back. That's the first time he's heard the theme music. Yes, I'm very pleased with the, (laughs) uh, let's say, 8-bit punk music. Yeah, (laughs) that's by my friend Jason Palomara. Anyone that's been listening regularly has already heard that a couple times, but Carlos enjoyed it. You could hear him laughing because his mic was on. (laughs) And we have a guest in the studio with us today. Hi. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, My name's uh, Chris Wiersema. Um, I am the the doer of uh, (laughs) (laughs) music series called uh, Feed Me Weird Things uh, here in Iowa City. Uh, I also am the program director for uh, Mission Creek and Witching Hour. Yes, things that I'm sure everyone listening is very aware of. This is the guy behind it all, the guy who does it, the doer. And now we know <laughs> how you pronounce his family name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was like seven before I, I was able to nail it. It's probably like nine when I figured out how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you before we started, uh, just to make sure I knew how to pronounce it, but then I, I sort of did a workaround by right. asking you to introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so as you mentioned, Chris organizes the Feed Me Weird Things concert series, which has been going on for the past uh, two weeks, I think, is when you started this season. Yeah, well, I, actually, I think it's about three weeks now, but three. there was a, kind of a soft open with... Uh, Matt Blair mm-hmm. and uh, you two uh, yes. of three <laughs> uh, wombats, and uh, now it's it's really going to start picking up. I've got uh, two more performances this month, possibly a third with a, a reschedule, mm-hmm. and then I believe there's four events in July, uh, one in August, and then uh, then I'll go into the the fall. So probably a total of 14 events when all is said and done for this year. Awesome. And so that's going to go into the fall. Yeah. Uh, Some dates are still uh, tenuous while I'm firming up things with artists and agents. But uh, looking now, probably the first week of November will be its conclusion. uh, Because that's, uh, well... Nobody likes touring the Midwest in the winter. Yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, that's also for me when uh, Mission Creek really becomes kind of uh, mm. all, all encompassing in terms of planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you, how did you get started organizing this, this series in particular? Feed me weird things. Well, it, um, I had been, a, I, I've been a, a booker in town for probably about, 15 or 16 years um but the series really came out of um well it actually initialized with uh a duo spires in the uh that in the sunset rise originally from wisconsin a a two-piece had asked me because they were doing a very sort of special and regional tour with a percussionist uh michael zaron uh, that they had collaborated with, uh, particularly around this idea. They all, all of them had a connection to Decatur, Illinois, which if you're not from there, you probably wouldn't know about it. It's, it's kind of a, uh, like a ag town, uh, that's seen much, much better days. Uh, I've driven by. But yeah. Yeah. You can, you can smell it way before you get to it. Uh, but they, so they wanted to do this very, localized midwestern tour and they reached out to me um prior to that i'd been just focused on the two festivals so uh but i i'd known both of their works 
um, Spires had played here uh, a few times, and it was like, well, I'm going to do this. Like, actually, I, I want to make a series out of this. And it, it, I guess it helped me recontextualize what I'd been trying to do with booking avant-garde and out sort of music in the festivals was it was a conversation that I didn't want to have just twice a year mm -hmm. with people uh, in the community. Um, but I also wanted to have it in such a way that I wasn't focused on name recognition. Yeah. So this the series was kind of born out of that. Like, well, maybe people will just come see things that are new because the, the music that I, I'm trying to present is, even if you're familiar with the artist, it's instinctively new because so much of it is improvised or has different uh, sort of spatial requirements that make the sound new every time. So, yeah, so it, it really just kind of came out of that and I've just been continuing on with it. Uh, foolishly, some people have encouraged me, so... Uh, <laughs> I just keep going with it. Yeah, there's a lot we can talk about there, but uh, this was just last year that you started this? It was. Right? Okay, yeah. so this is a relatively new thing for you. It is, um, and I wasn't even sure. Um, I guess, I, as I mentioned, I'd been booking for a long time in town, and like anybody else who, I think anywhere who has booked music or for a while, you quit in frustration so many times <laughs> that... Uh, another part of doing the series was like, okay, if I just call it a series, it doesn't mean I have to continue doing it. Like it, it can just end, and that and that was done. And so I wasn't even sure that I was gonna do it this year. In mm. fact, it wasn't until again a couple people reached out to me, mm. and I just I couldn't I couldn't not yeah. present their work. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll do it again because it's it's a it's a large time and financial investment to do, or at least to do to the level that I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely understand the temptation to quit. I think I've. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can, yeah. I mean, yeah. doing, I hear, I see, it's yeah. like, you know, like, am I just punishing my friends with my, <laughs> with my taste? Yeah. Like, I mean, we've had a really good few months, yeah. but, but yeah. we've had, we've had frustrations. Yeah, yeah. It was in the pretty past. rough at the beginning. Yeah. Sure. And then, I think for me, it's also that we're finding the balance between like, okay, it is in a way our concert series, but also it's not just for us. Right. So like, because sometimes you go to a concert and it's like, well, this is not a concert that I would have been like super excited about. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you see some people that were really excited about it. And it's like, well, then who is this for? Like, it doesn't have to be right. just whatever I like and that's it. And that, and yeah, that's a good point. That's also, I think, sort of where this series is like, it is like, yeah. I will not do anybody that I'm not passionate okay. about. <laughs> and lots of people say that, yeah. <laughs> like, but either they don't mean it or they are way more accepting <laughs> than I am. But it, it, a lot, because I do that and because of, I, I've got this outlet now, yeah. it means when I'm doing Mission Creek, I can be thinking way more about like, mm -hmm. okay, what do people want? Not yeah. just what do I want? <laughs> like, what do I want to put on people? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't need to name names, but, <laughs> but every year there's artists where I like, I, you know, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do them, I guess. And then like 500 people show up to see it. See them, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you like what what is it about this thing is it just that it's warm in here and there are lights and sound and like like what attracts you to this so i mean it, but yeah it is mm -hmm. like it separates the you know doing something for me versus doing yeah. something for other people mm -hmm. what would you th what would you think we do <laughs> i think it's i think you i, I think, I think you it's do both. in between yeah i think we're trying to reach a lot of people yeah, and like I mean, a yeah. variety of yeah, of and interests. also kind of like the whole point of doing it in places like the Java House. Or mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. There's people there who don't even came for the concert; they're just there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you just kind of like, well, surprise! Now you're listening to this weird. We do stuff. sort of ambush people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is good too, mm -hmm. um, because I think I mean another thing that you know we're constantly lacking is disruption. 
mm-hmm. and like the benefits of disruption uh, that that you know cause people to recontextualize their space and like their agency in their space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think you, I think you guys even do a greater service than because you're both in the school of music mm-hmm. than you know because from outside the school of music that has always been an impenetrable okay. veil for people in the community mm-hmm. yeah. because it's not like, you know, I mean, you ask anybody about like, Oh, well there's a school of music here and people are like, yeah, the marching band's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, because that, I mean, yeah. for a lot of people, that's their only interaction mm-hmm. with people who are in the music program yeah. here. I mean, I think Foxman has done a huge service of you know being downtown mm. now yeah and being open but it's not like yeah there's you know a lot of, like i know the public can go into voxman but i promise you <laughs> <laughs> like probably 10 people <laughs> who weren't in the program have gone inside there, there. well there are some days where there's a lot of people just sure. in there yeah. <laughs> and, I, and there's yeah. only there's only two elevators so yeah, yeah. oh cool it has it has uh Caused me to be late to things before. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's a lot of people there studying. There's a lot of people there doing photo shoots. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, because it's a nice, nice building. So, oh, okay. So it's just a, it's an architectural yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, just, yeah. they just want a nice background, so they go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like prom photos. Yeah, going yeah, totally, on. totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at least they're closer to getting yeah. into the concert. <laughs> but, but so, I mean, I hear I see is mm-hmm. great in that way that it like, I don't know, it just makes people more aware mm-hmm. of something other than yeah. the jazz series mm-hmm. that takes place mm-hmm. in the mill, which is great. Mm-hmm. But again, that's like one aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I think the entire purpose of I hear, I see when, when Jared started mm-hmm. was to bring together like the Iowa city music mm-hmm. scene with yeah. the academic students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we still do that pretty well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen bluegrass, but, band yeah you know i think it's i think it's actually gotten even more eclectic Mm -hmm. than when jared first Mm -hmm. first ran it yeah also for those of you who don't know uh chris actually was involved with irc way before we were involved with irc (laughs) i i think i actually played the very first one okay uh were you in a band the time. Okay, yeah. that's how you say that? Yeah. All right. All right. I have a couple recordings of your Every Everybody your says LWA, yep. which is totally like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was, a, that was a, a sound project that I had with um, a good friend of mine for mm-hmm. 10 years. Uh, but yeah, we played the first one, and it was in the temporary music building, because it was after the flood. Right. Oh, okay. So it was in those kind of like retail places. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was where you look. Yeah, it was sparsely attended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, we've had a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of uh, surviving recordings, I think, of Loire. <laughs> I played one on the show before. Yeah, that's right. I I, I, I caught that. Nice. Um, and and I'm. I wasn't. I didn't know it was you at the time. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm the worst about it too. There's uh, one summer I worked out at a uh, a community farm, and it was common like around like lunchtime everybody'd gather around you know for a big family style meal and they would just kind of throw tapes on you know in the old grungy garage uh tape deck and there was this one time like I was listening to this thing the whole lunch and I'm like god what is this like this is really good like I keep <laughs> expecting it to get bad but it doesn't like it verges but no this is great and so like I went over and opened it and I was like Oh crap! This is one of my recordings, <laughs> and I just got mercilessly slayed for like the next month on that. So now I'm terribly vain about that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, they probably thought you were faking it, right? No, I mean somebody is, was like, "Yeah, this is God, great, huh? yeah." They're like, "Yeah, God, here's five bucks. Give me a tape, dude. Like, just shut up." <laughs> All right, uh, I need to play a public service sure. announcement real quick. See what we get. Adopt presents. Oh, I was hoping for the manatees. <laughs> You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. 
B. Find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ed Council. Okay, adopt some children if you are able yeah. and and desire that in your life. <laughs> Somebody out there could use the help, I'm sure. Uh, okay, we're back. Uh, Chris, do you want to tell us what the the next Feed Me Weird Things show will be? Oh yeah, I am. Uh, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be this upcoming Thursday, uh, and I should have mentioned before that uh, all of these performances are at the Trumpet Blossom Cafe. Right. Uh, owned by a good friend of mine, uh, Katie Myers, uh, the incredible local organic vegan food. And I'm not a vegan and I love eating there. Um, but it's also, it's a great environment. So, uh, shout out to Katie and much gratitude for, uh, letting me sometimes scare away your customers. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this, uh, Thursday is going to be with percussionists. Uh, Sarah Hennies. Um, she was one who reached out to me that, you know, she reached out kind of out of the blue and I was like, well, there's no way that I can't, <laughs> that I can't do this. Um, so yeah, she'll be, um, performing a, uh, a percussion based piece that she's been touring a lot around, um, that is, that really focuses, uh, on, I guess the the sort of slight perceptible inaccuracies in the human machine when it comes to dealing with things like percussion and mechanization of sound that you know no matter how on time you think you are after a certain really small duration you will always slip out of time and it's sort of her grasping as a percussionist with that um I think, I guess, a uh, like the clearest reference would be like Reich's phasing mm-hmm. music. Uh, but I think this is even more subtle, and it's like her battle with herself to try and replicate something over and over again. So um, I guess it encapsulates this sort of ethos that, that make me want to do this series. Um, because... You know, I think a lot of me, you know, it, 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 I don't want to put this, it harkens back to when we went to shows not, not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, like everybody else, I roll over in the morning, grab my phone, look at yeah. the sick show invites <laughs> that I've got. Like, then I go, who, who are these dudes? And, <laughs> you know, a quick, like, a couple of thumb motions and I'm able to watch the show they played last night mm-hmm. and sort of make a, a snap judgment on poor replication without uh, ever actually having the experience. So the music in this series, while it's not something you necessarily throw on in your car to go to the store. I mean, I do, but I'm <laughs> a different beast. Um, but like, it's important to be there for it. And I think you get a lot of understanding by being in this kind of music's presence that it is, you know, I mean, I think one of the like easily or easiest derided genres is like ambient. Yeah. People are like, ah, it's just background music. And that that was part of its founding (laughs) was intentionally background. But when you're in a space with that music, I mean, it can, I mean, depending on the physics of the sound, I mean, it can be bodily changing. Um, so, yeah, I think with with this series, I look to kind of find those moments where it's like, oh, you literally had to be there, mm-hmm. like, to, to, to get the experience. Um, and, yeah, uh, so it's, uh, it's Sarah this Thursday, and um, uh, you guys know... Uh, Ramin. Ramin, yeah. Ramin, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he'll be doing, he said, three improvised pieces, okay. long form. So 
I mean, I've listened to what he's got on the SoundCloud. I'm really, really interested to yeah. to see what he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we he's had him got. play on one of our shows. Yeah. Uh, in the fall, and it was it was That's great. How, yeah. yeah. Oh. Honestly, how I discovered him. <laughs> yeah. I've stolen a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good because these uh, people need more gigs. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes I wonder, it's like, you know, is it the music school or is it people just not like <laughs> not asking any of these people to play gigs? Yeah. Because yeah. I listen to so much of the music and it's like, yeah, this would have made perfect sense on X show <laughs> that happened, at, you know, at a yeah. space. And it's like, I just I wonder if they just didn't ask. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I think there's just not a lot of communication between yeah. certain yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't feel like people from school are trying to do a lot outside of school. Sure. Well, it's it's encompassing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's both ways. Yeah, I wasn't really trying to do much when I was a student. No. So, yeah. no. I mean, even like if if we didn't have I hear I see, I don't feel like I will be trying to present music outside. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, like you're you're already busy and like you already have performances. Right. Yeah, you have they, an outlet for that already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which and, I mean, in the end, is like you and everybody that you study with. That's your outlet. Sure. <laughs> but. And it's it's an informed audience. Uh-huh, yeah. So, I mean, I think there there's obviously merit um, to that. And, and now that I'm saying all of this, it's like there's not any other majors that were like, why aren't you doing this outside of school, English major? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why aren't you presenting your work pre-law? Um, <laughs> well, there are, like, poetry open mics. Sure, time, yeah, so no. I, there's yeah. some of that. Some of the, okay, yeah. liberal arts was a bad one to go in on. <laughs> well, no, Maybe the even, STEM one, like, yeah. I don't see anybody engineering anything yeah. around here. Yeah, no, even if we go into, like, visual arts. Sure, I mean, yeah. Not, yeah. You see, yeah, you see a little bit, but, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not representative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I don't know if what we have is representative of, school either yeah no it's definitely like a subset yeah yeah and we do have a bias because it's like we don't know all everyone in the school of music we know like the composition department and the performers that play those compositions (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh what, what was Sarah's last name on Thursday? Uh, Hennies. Hennies, okay. Yeah. I know that our friend Will was excited for that, but oh, yeah. he's going to be out of town. So oh, yeah. It's always the person who's the most excited who is <laughs> gone the day yeah. of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I think it, it'll be a rare treat. Um, uh, you know, a good audience for me is like 30 people. So <laughs> um, I'm shooting for 30. Yes, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys want to hear some music? Please. I have some stuff lined up here. Uh, since we we briefly mentioned ambient music, uh, I have something by my friend Will Huff. Oh, great. Uh, I believe he released this a couple months ago. Uh, this is called Sky Space.
All right, that was Sky Space by Will Huff. That's the version with piano. He has a version without as well. Oh. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can find his music at willhuff.bandcamp.com, I believe. Uh, and if you're just tuning in, this is I Hear I See Radio on KRUI. My name's Justin. I've got Carlos co-hosting with me today, and we have Chris Wiersema in the studio hanging out with us, talking about <laughs> what he does. What do you do? <laughs> Every day. Every day I ask. Um, so I host the uh, host. That's much better than yeah. doer. Uh, Either way. The, the, the I hear. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> That's ours. The, sorry, I was looking at you. Um, the uh, Feed Me Weird Things series here in uh, Iowa City uh, that presents impossible music for impossible people. That's a great slogan. I like <laughs> I forget where I, I mean, I like everything else I do. There's no way I came up with that. <laughs> I, I think it was maybe in an article where somebody was talking about music that just shouldn't exist. Huh. Um, I think it started with Rites of Spring and, <laughs> you know, the famous riot mm-hmm. over that and just like atonal music and just music that just shouldn't be. And, 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 and then impossible music, like things that no human couldn't yeah. possibly perform. Uh and I think maybe I stole it out of that. Yeah. I mean, even the name of the series, I didn't come yeah, up with that either. It's a square, square pusher album. Yes, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, and the idea of uh, music that's impossible for humans to play sort of plays into what uh, Sarah and this yeah. will be playing. Right. It because sounds like. percussion is impossible. It, you, like, there, you can't hit the same beat you won't be endlessly you're not a drum machine right yeah yeah a human being cannot be as precise as a computer in that regard um yeah so yeah thank you that dovetails (laughs) nicely (laughs) and that's this thursday at the trumpet boss that's right yes uh and opening will be ramin roshandel a friend of ours and i'm really really excited to uh to hear his work Mm -hmm. uh because he does two very different or at least yeah, represents yeah. two very different things on his uh soundcloud which yeah. is the yeah. only ex- exposure that i've had which is actually like probably listen to that soundcloud more than any other soundcloud just because <laughs> awesome. it's interesting just because yeah. it like it will jump mm-hmm. so broadly <laughs> so uh so i wanted to ask you about the the art that you use in the feed me weird things oh, yeah. uh, programs and on your social media yeah. stuff again none of it mine right. <laughs> <laughs> um i think i think like a lot of programmers i'm just really good at stealing <laughs> um so first and foremost um uh the art is done by uh designer musician uh label owner uh, tiny little hammers and um i'd like to say that we sort of collaborated on the art <laughs> um, that would be a gross <laughs> exaggeration b- b- yeah boast on my part uh the idea it's funny because i was actually talking to a, another programmer um up in uh, detroit uh who mentioned the artwork um and uh, it it sort of evolved with the show posters. It, they're very text heavy, mm-hmm. um, uh, which I like. But again, I've been hanging up flyers since I was fourteen, so <laughs> um, they're they're different. They're horizontal. Uh, originally, it was like in my mind, it was uh, going to be sort of like a J sleeve for cassettes, mm. and. Um, Oh yeah, it is kind of designed that way, like a sort, two panels with a yeah, spine well, in the middle. Yeah. yeah, but actually, what it looks most like is VHS mm. covers, um, and I and that's what the that's what the programmer in Detroit was talking about because uh, he does some film work too, and he's like, oh, it's got this retro VHS feel, mm-hmm. and I, and it dawned on me. So again, I can take absolutely no credit <laughs> that like oh that that actually is what I want, and it represents the series in a way that i want it to where i'm giving some information and giving usually a bio on both of the performers but it reminds me of when i was a kid and going to like crow's nest video and then later blockbuster video that like 
I mean, this is before YouTube and yeah. previews were available. Yeah. Like, you just, because I'm old. Um, <laughs> but, like, all I knew was the image yeah. and then, like, the reverse side. And yeah. it was like, you know, your mom's waiting. You've got, like, <laughs> 10 minutes or you're leaving without one. And it's like, oh, do I get Chud or, you know, do I get Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> and... Uh, but it, it is sort of that, like, there's, there's, it is a package for the unknown. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, and Dylan is his name. I don't think he'd want me to reveal his full identity. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's a bit like that. Um, Inclusive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his just his his aesthetic eye and narrative is far beyond. Uh, I think I'm still discovering. Uh, new things about it um every time there's a new new artwork that he has um and uh yeah i i honestly i probably wouldn't do the series if it wasn't for for him because it is i mean it is such an important aesthetic Mm -hmm. that i think differentiates it from everything else yeah it's a very cohesive like series of of pieces that yeah. I've seen so far. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I need to uh, interject with a weather report briefly. Uh, current time is 4.32 p.m. The temperature is 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Carlos, can you uh, give us Wait. the Celsius <laughs> off the top of your head? <laughs> I can check again. Uh, yeah, Carlos is our, our Euro weather yes. reporter. Uh, 27 degrees in the real temperature. <laughs> all right, the correct scientific temperature. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 0% precipitation, 31% humidity, and 20 mile per hour winds from the northwest. Yeah, it is. Really it's a bit windy, windy today. Yeah. But it's not as hot as it was earlier, so I'm yeah. liking that so far. Yeah. All right. That concludes the weather report for today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While we're discussing art, um, you have sort of a collaboration going on soon. In oh, the, yeah. The art world. Yes. Um, and another. Shout out to uh, another giant on whose shoulders I stand uh, is uh, Vera Rose Smith, uh, who works, is a curator with the uh, University of uh, Iowa Stanley uh, Museum of Art. Um, She actually got in touch with me uh, on the internet, like, people do um (laughs) about the series and just uh, she like she's like we should get together for coffee and uh uh, it was weird because i didn't know like i thought it was just gonna be like hey how's it going we live in the same town (laughs) uh and she immediately went in to like okay what you know what what can the museum do with with this series Mm -hmm. which completely caught me off guard (laughs) um and so she and this is this has been in the last seven days. Yeah, uh, came up <laughs> came up and implemented uh, an incredible partnership uh, between myself and uh, the Stanley Museum of Art, um, wherein, as a curator, she will locate several pieces. I think right now she's working with four, may extend it um, in the uh, collection here uh and uh that fit thematically uh whether through methodology um general feeling or societal um i guess uh circumstances that that create these these two uh sympathetic uh but not sim uh sympathetic but not simulacra basically Mm -hmm. um just trying to connect uh, the visual with the oral art. Because um, I do think a lot of the, mu- the, the music and sound that I'm fortunate enough to present falls for me much more in the world of art mm-hmm. than it necessarily does in the dominant pop discourse of music. Um, of course, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I believe me, I have, <laughs> I've heard more people ask, what is this? And <laughs> is the speaker broken? <laughs> then they've been like, man, this is catchy. Um, 
And and you know and and even that sort of like uh, the rabble, common rabble. Uh, but I mean, it's the same thing when you go into an art museum and there's without a doubt some guy in an American flag T-shirt going, "My six-year-old could paint this." Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> so I, in this way also, mm-hmm. these two forms are uh, are sympathetic to one another. Um, but it's just it's it's been a, it's it's an amazing opportunity. Um, so that's something that the audience can experience by looking at these works online ahead of time. Obviously, they can go visit them, and they should, uh, <laughs> because the museum is free yeah. and is a cultural treasure that I think we too often uh, let a day go by that we don't uh, go visit it or are grateful and in awe of its collection. Um but so it's just another way for people to, you know, it maybe gives people an anchor going into the performance, like uh, like just maybe in the back of their mind or, you know, maybe looking at it on their phone while, while it's ongoing to engage critically with um, what they're experiencing because both in art and in music, it's important in life. I mean, it's, it's an important human thing to constantly have a critical mind. Mm. Um, I think it's, you know, too often we think of, like, punishing Yelp reviews when we hear the <laughs> word critique. But it's more just a way to, to, I mean, to think about how we're processing the inundation of information that we're constantly receiving. And I think both in a museum setting and in a concert setting, it actually slows down the amount of information we're yeah. getting. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and it's so it's a great time to prac to sharpen these practices of critical thinking and uh the uh the Stanley Museum has uh created a, another way for for attendees to this concert series to do that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and that's so that's just the partnership from the audience perspective from a partnership perspective for me uh, it allows me to reach an audience that I think will enjoy these yeah. things that have been previously inaccessible to. Me. Absolutely, yes. Because um, the university has very strict guidelines on, <laughs> on who you promote to. Um, and then from an artist's perspective, um, well, you know, I mean, it's it's the arts. There's no there's no money. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just hearing that now, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no money. Um, but it allows me to offer in kind a trade to the artists who can now say that they, you know, when they were here, um, they were presented in part by the University of Iowa Stanley mm-hmm. Museum of Art. And that's a big thing for their CV because a lot of these people are also in academia. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Vera's been even more kind. She's actually doing more work than I am now that I'm listening <laughs> to these things, um, which is great. Uh, but she's uh, been generous enough to offer the artist um, private guided tours oh, of wow. the collection while they're here, mm-hmm. which, I mean, for, for as a musician... Not having to sleep next to the cat litter is usually <laughs> your like your biggest goal when you're on the road. So to be able to offer like a private tour of a of a, a world class art selection with somebody who actually has knowledge about it yeah. <laughs> is uh, is pretty incredible. So I am uh, eternally grateful to her for for her friendship and partnership with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another person, another friend we have in common. She's, yeah. she's played for us a few times. Uh, good artist, good. How, how do you know her? Uh, we actually met at the Johnson County Democratic Convention oh, in 2016. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Isn't funny. that just Iowa City? Uh, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, we're most of the population. <laughs> right. but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, we met through politics, okay. which is odd. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. weird way to make friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so while we're on the subject of, of Vero, I have a song of hers that we can play. 
to uh, celebrate her artistry Excellent. <laughs> while and we talk about her. She will be performing uh-huh. as well during the series. Oh, good. Do you have a date for that yet or not? Uh, I will give you the date after we hear her cool. track. Cool, yes. Because I need to get on my phone. <laughs> All right, cool. So this is a, a song that she wrote called Joni Ernst, named after the senator. Uh, and it's on an album called 100 Senators, which she uh, collaborated on with a few other artists. So here it is. Smith with her song Joni Ernst, dedicated to Senator Joni Ernst. Surprise, surprise. It's probably the <laughs> nicest thing I've ever heard anybody say about her was that, <laughs> was that song. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very respectful, uh, despite <laughs> despite being, you know, uh, uh, sort of a lamentation of, <laughs> of Joni Ernst's I activities. Think a lamentation of a political figure constitutes respectful dialogue now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I need to play a Grant Spot. I should have should have done that before I brought the mics oh, up. But here we go. Grant Spot, real quick. <laughs> you guys hear anything? Nope. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Let's try this one. <gasps> the Grant Spots aren't working. Uh-oh. What do you do now? I don't know. Uh, well, the one that was going to play was for the mill. So, uh, hey, oh. guys, if you don't know about the mill, go check it out. Uh, I actually worked there for a couple <laughs> of years as a programmer. Nice. <laughs> they the, do. They the do fine is, uh, stuff. The Mill is a good good restaurant, good music venue, and they support KRUI. So, uh, I hear I see. 
So. Yeah, 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 we we do usually like two shows a year there. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, cool! They're a good place. We get a pretty big audience most yeah. of the time when we're there. Yeah, um, that actually is a is a good audience for being in terms of open mm-hmm. to things that they do not know. I yeah, mean, it's probably one of the longest. La- uh, J Knight does one of the longest lasting open mics there, mm-hmm. and people like that, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Every Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's my idea of hell, but, <laughs> but again, I'm a different. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place to start. It's uh, where, where you get your chops. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, you played open mics, Carlos? No, I thought about it, but then I never do. I don't know what the culture is like in Spain for open mics. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't played in Spain that much yeah. ever. Because I, I mean, I've been living out of Spain for like 10 years now. So. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what your career is like. <laughs> We've never talked about it. <laughs> uh, what's your experience with open mics, Chris? I have thought about doing them, yeah, but only in a purely antagonistic, confrontational no, no. way. <laughs> um, I remember the first time that Loire ever played. Um, or no, it wasn't the first. The first time we ever did a club gig, mm-hmm. and it was at Gabe's, and this like hesher met like just traditional hesher metalhead dude like there were like <laughs> nine people there and i think he was only there to talk to the bartender but from like so we get done and like you know it's like there's just this moment of like total silence because when you're not playing instruments people don't know when you're finished <laughs> like, like you know they just, i think they actually look to see if the mixer light goes off um and just from the back of the room, and it's like he was just yelling into a cave. He's like, what the F was that? That was the worst I've ever heard in my entire life. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, it was cool, though, because he would like genuinely sounded angry and frustrated with what was going on yeah unfamiliar with the concept of an open mic (laughs) yeah so i don't do a lot of (laughs) yeah my friend stella and i used to crash open mics and we would just bring acoustic guitars and play like dio songs (laughs) just like stuff that would not work at all it was fun yeah um one of the so are you, are you guys familiar with the comedian performance artist Neil Hamburger? Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him at the mill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, this is the first time I ever saw him at the mill. Yeah. Um, with the buddy that I was in the wall with. But um, it was like a snowy Sunday night. I think it was the first time he'd played Iowa City. Um, there were like nine people. Again, the same nine people. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's like my target for a dead audience. <laughs> um but the opener were these two old guys, like, you know, white hair and ponytails, sandals with socks on, even though there's like two feet of snow out. <laughs> and they were brilliant because they did nothing but tune their guitars and talk to each other about people that they knew. But nobody else in the audience knew who they like. So you were getting this like half a story. And at first it was like, yeah, these guys hurry up and just play whatever crap they're going to play. And like, it, but it went on for like 35 minutes. And it was like, these guys are geniuses. And then it turned out that actually they just like, they were waiting for people to show up and nobody oh, did. Okay, so they okay. quit. Okay. So it was not the act. No, I thought it was. And it was like, this is like, like. Yeah, my 23-year-old mind was just blown <laughs> at the dedication that these guys had put into crafting these characters. Yeah, yeah, guitar guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got like 10 minutes left. Um, okay. is, there, is there anything that you want to bring up before I, I ask you a question? Um, not necessarily. Um, I guess I would go, I mean, I'm not generally an altruistic person, but you sort of have to be to do series like this. Um, It's the same spiel I give to everybody during Mission Creek is, you know, you don't have to like things, but you got to show up to decide if you don't. (laughs) Um, And it's good to go see things that you don't know once in a while. Um, I don't think you got to do it all the time, but if you're on the fence, just go, you know, 
you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, like with a lot of arts um, and just cultural information that we get, like just showing up is like 90% of it. Uh, because I do think we just we make these snap judgments mm-hmm. on poor representations of what an actual thing is just because it, it fits within our personal media um, that we end up cheating ourselves out of a lot of a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my vague come see the thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. There's, I mean, there's nothing worse than playing a show for nobody. Ugh. Which I've I've done several times. <laughs> oh, so many times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fun. It'd be more fun if someone was there that just hated what I was doing. Absolutely. Even if someone's being mean to me, it would be nice to have some I, some response. I can't remember the like five people who have said nice things about, about my music, but I remember that one metalhead, like yeah. like he were in my family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you alluded to it earlier. You said you've been you've been booking concerts for like 15 years. Yeah, I'm just here. curious, like in Iowa City. Yeah. So you've done it longer than that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, when I lived in Chicago, I, I worked on some stuff. Um, you know, like every crappy kid, I booked a bunch of crappy punk bands and mm-hmm. crappy basements. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm just generally curious about your history, like how you yeah. started booking shows for other people. How you started performing as a musician? Anything you want to tell us? Well, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of the classic: those who can't teach, <laughs> um, and so those who can't play book, book shows. <laughs> yeah. um, I, so for me here, um, and what makes Iowa City great, um, and I think people don't really get it until they leave. Traditionally, from what I've talked to, people who've left is the amount of autonomy that Iowa City affords is something unlike anywhere else where you can just try stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so after my undergraduate was concluded, um, you know, I was like, crap, do I move back to Chicago? I hate the city. And if I hate that city, like, I actually just don't like cities. I, I came to, and it was like, but the music I want to see is there. Right. And it was like, what if I just see if the music I want to see wants to come here? And where we're geographically located, it's not like people are like, oh, yes, I've always wanted to come to Iowa City. <laughs> a couple people say that, but I assume they're saying it to be nice. Um, but we're, we're right on I-80. We are like the perfect routing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, we're not a destination. Yeah. We're a good place to stop mm-hmm. on the way. Um, and so it's been fortunate like that. But, yeah, I mean, there is a community. I mean, Iowa City has a, actually a long secret history with the avant-garde i mean going back to the stanley museum of art mm-hmm. i mean what the their collection is a lot of abstract expressionism which when they were buying it up in the 50s and the early 60s people thought they were out of their mind <laughs> especially here like, <laughs> like you know people just want grant wood over and over again and you know i i lived in this house like captain beefheart stayed there when he played at gabe's to like a hundred <laughs> people you know there's uh which for Captain Beefheart, that's like nine people. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but so, I mean, once I started doing it and like uncovering a lot of this history, I was like, well, this is actually something I want to be like a shepherd for. And even more than that, like I've seen so many good shows, like, and, and I'm going to sound like a total burnout now, but like, um, you know, I have a lot of religion, um, but there are moments of ecstaticism that I have felt during performances that I can only equate to what people who have religion feel, you know, that sort of filling of the vacuum. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I like, I was in Spain, um, Primavera, I think one year Mm -hmm. and the boredoms were playing uh like the stage was like right near the beach and like it was like 5 a.m and the sun was coming up and then there was this <laughs> crescendo of like nine drums and it was like man like this is like this is one of the closest things i've felt to like <laughs> religion and being like oh there's something more mm-hmm. and so just like you know the gratitude of having those experiences like i want other people to have them mm-hmm. I don't want to beat them to death to get them, like, <laughs> but I want to present opportunities 
to where others can feel that because I like a lot of lazy people like myself. I have such like existential vertigo that anytime I've tried to do volunteering, hmm. you know, like I just get sucked into just how bleak everything really is. And I end up like, I, I can't be a help, but I figure like if I can offer a situation where somebody can feel what I've felt, like maybe I can just make things like a little bit better for 10 minutes. And, <laughs> you know, maybe that's, maybe that's like the capacity of what I've got. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I do it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can only do so much to make the world better. Right. And yeah. it's too big. Right. You can't, <laughs> like, you can't do everything, You but you can do something. Right. And yeah. I think that's like, you know, everyone should try to do something, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little rambly, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that might be a good place to end the show. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Think call good. it a day. Cool. All right. Thanks for coming in, Chris. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Everybody should check out the Feed Me Weird Things Facebook page. That's where you can find all the events coming up. Uh, Carlos, do you have anything to plug? Uh, nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, what did I want to talk about? We already talked about the show on Thursday yep. at Trumpet Blossom. Um, if you are interested in seeing a free city municipal band, the Cedar Rapids Ooh. Municipal Band is starting <laughs> right. their season uh, this Wednesday. I run sound for them, oh, so cool. I'll be there twice a week. Uh, if you sit near me, that's where it'll sound good because right. it's, the only, <laughs> it's the only way I can tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, this Wednesday they'll be... In a park in Cedar Rapids. I don't have it pulled up, but if you go to crmuniband.org, you can find their schedule, and it's uh, it's fun. Just hear some band music in parks. Sousa. Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots of Sousa, lots of other marches by other composers, <laughs> but mostly Sousa. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all that I really have to plug before we go. Uh, any closing words from you, Chris? <laughs> Nope. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to shut the mics off. Uh, <laughs> my buddy David Clare released an album this week. I'm going to close the show with something that he put on that. It's called The Shattered Dreams Variations. It's uh, The theme is from the song Shattered Dreams by uh, Johnny Hates Jazz. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he just sort of does some different stuff with that. So this is, uh, this is the first variation. It's called A Web of Lies.
Thanks for listening to KRUI 89.7. This is Violence and Monica Martin. And you're listening to KRUI, Iowa City, Iowa City's sound alternative. 